Hey Mules and Jennies, this is Austin and Carson, and we're from the UCM Career Services Center, and welcome to the Mules with a Mission podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we are joined by our lovely guest speaker, Amber, our director. She is back for a second time. Hello, Amber. How are you doing? Hey, Carson. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you again for being back on this podcast. Um, so today we're going to talk about something that's quite fun in our office, but as you had mentioned, it's going to be kind of fun uh, making it interesting to everyone else, but it's super important information. Um, we are talking about our graduate follow-up survey. So Amber, what exactly is the graduate follow-up survey? Yeah, so our graduate follow-up survey is designed for um, our upcoming graduates to learn more about what they're doing post-graduation. So it gives our office and the university the opportunity to learn more about what our graduates are doing in terms of, are they working full time? Have they received and accepted a job offer? Um, have they been accepted into a graduate program? Have they um, maybe even gone into one of our armed forces into the military? Um, are they participating in a program or volunteer of service? Um, so it gives our, our office and the and university an opportunity to learn more about what our graduates are doing. And we have the opportunity to connect with them. Typically, we try to reach out like right before they graduate, um, but we'll also follow up with them six months after they leave the institution if we have not heard from them in terms of what they're doing post-graduation. Awesome. Thanks for filling us in and letting us know exactly what it is. So why is this information important to both our office and the university in general? What does it do for us? Yeah, so essentially by us reaching out to our graduates to learn more about what they're doing, it gives us an opportunity to learn about all the wonderful and exciting things that our graduates do upon graduation. I mean, it really is rewarding to see all the different types of jobs that our alumni go into, as well as different graduate programs. Um, so for us, I think it, it is exciting to learn and see that information, but more importantly, it actually highlights some key metrics for the institution. And one of those metrics is our first destination success survey or success rate, and also known as our FDS rate. And what that rate is, is it actually defines our graduates who are actively engaged in either work or educational experiences. And that could be full-time, it could be part-time, it could be military, it could be a volunteer program of service as well as continuing education. But by us collecting that data, we're able to come up with an overall FDS rate for the institution as well as an undergraduate FDS rate and a graduate FDS rate. Um, this information is shared, it's on the Career Services website, and so we have it available under our faculty and staff tab, um, but it's also shared with academic programs, it's also shared with um, the university as a whole, we do present this information to our Board of Governors uh, group, um, so it's, it's very valuable to the institution, um, it helps also admissions and prospective students have a better understanding of what are our alumni doing, especially if you want to look at that data based on certain academic programs. And so on our website, we actually have, and this is fairly new, um, we have a career outcomes dashboard. And so you can look at actually five years worth of historical data uh, of our FDS information to learn about where our alums are working, what they're doing, their position title, city, state, 
all of that is available on the website and it's super helpful for you know those that are uh, those prospective students that are looking uh, to come here to go to school and learn more about what our alum are doing um, as well as salary information. So a lot of the questions, not only around what are they doing, but those average salaries by program, we get a lot of questions about that in terms of job market information. And also uh, available to employers. We actually have quite a few employers that'll call and ask us for that data. One, to see if what maybe they are offering uh, current students, especially for internships, if what they typically pay actually is in alignment with the data that our institution is collecting. So, you know, in terms of the importance of it, you know, I think it's very valuable to, again, in these days and times of being able to say, okay, I'm going to come to school, I'm going to spend time and money and energy on pursuing a degree, and then hopefully by the end of that degree, I'm going to be able to be successful in terms of a job or getting into grad school. This data really does highlight that information by program. Um, and in addition to FDS, we also ask um, satisfaction rates. And so we also are able to gather from our graduates how satisfied they are with their academic program as it relates to what they're indicating on their survey. So that's the other key metric that comes out of this is how satisfied our graduates are. And for our institution, I'll tell you, if you look at our most recent data on our website, uh, we're very proud of our 94% FDS rate at the undergraduate level and then our 95% graduate FDS rate. Um, those are for the first destination success. But then when you also look at the satisfaction rates, we have a 95% undergrad satisfaction rate and a 97% graduate satisfaction rate. So when you look at those numbers, and this data is based on an 80% knowledge rate or response rate. You know, I would say that that's really good. We got a hold of, you know, 80% of our graduates. And when you look at what they're doing and what they're making and how satisfied they are to be in the upper 90s, I think our institution should be very proud of that. Yeah, from our end, when we're reaching out to these students, it feels like a, just gathering a bunch of statistics. But hearing those numbers, that's really cool to keep track of. Yeah, it's um, really so exciting. Yeah, so when we reach out to these students um, or these alumni, uh, when they hear that we're wanting to ask them a survey, I know they're kind of reluctant because they didn't know they're going to have to answer a bunch of questions that day. Um, so to ease their nerves a little bit, what kind of questions do we ask those students on the survey? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the good thing I would say about the survey, I think a lot of times when we think about surveys, we think it's going to be really long and intensive and, and all of that. So the good thing I would say about our survey is that when you receive a phone call from the Career Services Center, or if you complete it online, it does not take you very long. I would say one to two minutes tops. Um, the types of questions that we're going to ask, um, we're going to start off with asking you about your primary status. And what that essentially means is, are you employed? Um, is that full-time or part-time? Are you in a graduate school or are getting ready to pursue uh, a graduate program? Are you in the military? Are you in a volunteer program of service? Are you not seeking employment? Are you seeking employment? Those are the types of questions that are going to be asked right off the bat. Then depending on how you answer that very first question, the survey is going to then tailor different questions for you. So if you are saying, hey, I'm employed, then from there, the type of information that we're going to collect is who is your employer? Uh, where are you working in terms of city state? Um, what is your position title? 
what is your average salary? Now, I know sometimes that makes people a little bit like, you know, curious why we ask salary information. The good thing is, is that we ask it within a $5,000 range. So we're not asking you your exact specific salary. Um, and that information also never gets connected to your name. So it stays confidential and it's only used as a way to compute averages for future graduates. So I, you know, I think that's important because people get a little bit concerned when you're asking specifically what their salary information is. Um, and then from there, we'll ask how satisfied are you with your academic program as it relates to what you're currently doing. Um, and then we also ask, you know, is there anything else that career services can do to be of assistance? Um, if you, in, if during the survey you say, no, I'm going to grad or professional school in that situation, we're going to be asking you what institution are you pursuing that additional degree at? What degree are you pursuing? What is the major city state of that institution? And then it's going to kind of transition into um, your satisfaction and whether you need career services help. If you're in a volunteer program of service or you're in the military, again, we're still going to ask, you know, what armed branch, we're going to ask what service organization are you working for, same other things apply in terms of salary information as well as city state. So all of those are kind of relevant depending on what position or what, how you answer that very first question. Um, in addition to that, we also do like to ask um, to make sure your contact information is correct. Um, you know, since, especially since you've left the institution, if your email has changed or phone numbers changed, we'd like to make sure that we're updating that information as well so that we can have that current uh, record on file here at the university for you. Awesome. We definitely appreciate you explaining some of the questions and I'm sure those listening who might be a little bit nervous about the survey appreciate it as well. So. Our next question for you is actually when we're going to call you, but you did mention that a little bit earlier being six months after you graduate, but especially when it comes to surveys, some people don't like to answer them or be called for surveys. Right. So how can you avoid, avoid being called? Yeah, so um, we do try to make that follow up at the six month mark, but I will say, you know, if you know what you're doing, if you're a senior and you're getting ready to graduate and you know what you're going to be doing post-graduation, you can actually complete the survey before you leave the institution. So that will help you actually avoid that phone call at that six month mark. Um, just to let people know kind of our timeline of calling. So if you're an August graduate, we're going to call you in February. If you're a June grad or if you're a December graduate, we're going to call you in June. And if you're a May graduate, we're going to call you in November. So that kind of gives you the timeline of when those calls are going to be made. Um, the survey is actually available through your My Central portal. So when you are pretty much in within your senior year um, and you're close to the graduation mark and you've applied for graduation, then if you go to and actually give the survey link, it's ucmo.edu forward slash grad survey. That's going to actually take you to your My Central portal. And when you log in with your My Central credentials, then it'll take you to that survey and then you can complete it online as well. So again, you know, I mean, if you know what you're doing, um, go ahead and complete it ahead of time. That'll save you that phone call. If you don't complete it and we get to the phone call part, then we're going to try to attempt to call you four times. If we don't get a hold of you by that fourth attempt, then we're going to send you one more final email that'll come to whatever email we have on file. And as the person that reviews those records, I try to make sure that if we have a personal email address on file for you, that's where I send it, thinking that probably at the six month mark, you might not be checking that UCM email as much as maybe a personal email. 
So go ahead and make sure you can complete it via email at that point. And then from there, we do actually share what's called our non-contacted report. And we share that with the faculty and the different departments that we serve to see if they might know where their graduates have gone. And then we will also, you know, try to look up uh, our graduates on LinkedIn, social media, you know, doing Google searches, things like that, just because it's very important to us to try to have as high, high of a knowledge rate or response rate as possible. And one of the great things about our survey is that um, the reason why it's called a knowledge rate compared to a response rate is that we don't necessarily have to have spoken with the graduate to be able to utilize that information. So if we can find you on social media, we can find you on LinkedIn, and we feel like it's a valid data sample to include, then we will go ahead and do that. So how can the GFS call reconnect you at their office? I know they've graduated and they moved on and we're taking all their information about what they're doing currently but how can that reconnect them back to UCM in our office specifically? Yeah, so that reconnection piece, one of the very last questions that we're going to ask is, do you want to be contacted by career services for any further assistance? And that is a great point for the caller, whether it's a career services staff member or even one of our peer advisors. We do utilize our peer advisors to make these phone calls. That's a great time to re-engage with that alumni to see if there's anything else that we can do to help them. Um, our services are still available to alum to utilize. And so, you know, when I think about over the years of making, you know, gosh, hundreds of calls to recent graduates, you know, sometimes we'll have folks that may be employed, but maybe they're not completely satisfied with what they're doing or they're wanting to make a switch or they're needing help with that or they're thinking they may want to go into graduate school and they haven't pursued that yet. And they want to know more about that process or sometimes when we do talk to alum at that six month mark, they're still seeking and they still need help. And so being able to make those calls and make those connections to those individuals, I think is what's really important because it gives us an opportunity to say, hey, we're still here. We're still here to help you just because you've left the institution doesn't mean that, hey, you can't utilize our services. Um, we do care about you as an alum. We do care about helping you. Um, and there's definitely times where maybe, you know, as you're talking to an alum on that call, they're good. They're happy with their job. They're happy with what they're doing. But it also gives you that opportunity to just plug that information one more time because there may be an opportunity down the road where they are needing some help or assistance. And hopefully by us making those phone calls and letting them know that we're here, it gives them an opportunity to realize, hey, I can come back to UCM. I can utilize career services. I can take advantage of the events they offer. I can take advantage of meeting and engaging with my career or peer advisor. You know, it still gives them those opportunities. And so I think, you know, out of all the things we do, while sometimes the process of graduate follow-up survey can be long and daunting and, you know, making those calls. I mean, you guys know you've been a part of the process. But some of the rewarding piece of it is those actual connections. When you get to talk to an alum that's really happy and really happy with what they're doing. And a lot of times they're excited to share their story. They're excited to say, oh my gosh, here's what I'm doing. Here's, you know, how, here's the job I have. Or, hey, I just got into grad school. I love those times where, especially when, and a lot of times this will happen over the summer, um, you know, sometimes with our education majors, they will have just gotten their first teaching contract for the next school year because we make those calls in June. And sometimes, you know, it, 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 a lot of times some of those students are just finding those opportunities. 
So when we make that call, they're like, yes, I just signed my contract. I'm so excited, you know, I'm so excited to start my new position. Like that's the most rewarding piece of it. Um, and for the most part, I think the alums like to share those stories and, and we like to hear those success stories. And we like to see that, you know, all the work that that student has put in as well as all of the effort and work that the faculty and the staff and our institution has done to help that individual be successful. I think that's the most rewarding part of the whole process. Thank you for that great information about GFS. Um, that was the last question we had for you about GFS. Um, I know calling is right around the corner for us and we're super excited to get calling, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only other piece I would add too that um, I kind of forgot about, especially for our international students, in that we do collect that data from the graduate and international student services office and we upload that data into our system so that when we make those calls we do have that information already available for the international students which helps even make that process go even faster for them yeah that's super helpful for both parties so thank you again for your great information on the graduate follow-up survey and now Absolutely. we're going to move on to the part you've been waiting for this entire, the best part <laughs> yeah the entire time we've been recording i know you've been waiting to hear it so the question we have for you is if you woke up and had 3000 unread emails and could only answer 300 of them how would you choose which ones to answer well you know that's I, this is another perfect question for me because everybody in this office knows that I do not, I would never, like the fact of even having 3,000 emails just gives me complete anxiety. And it's funny because I actually just somewhat went through this process. I was out of the office last week on furlough, so I couldn't answer email. And when I came back, I did not have 3,000, thankfully, but I only had a little over 400. And, um, I was kind of like, gosh, you know, how do I even tackle this kind of thing? So the first thing I did was, you know, kind of just quickly went through and was like, okay, what can I delete? What can I get rid of? You know, let's get that reduced down. Um, and then from there, I kind of tried to figure out, okay, priority. What am I gonna, what needs to, my attention the most now, you know, kind of thing. And then for me, like I'm a folder person. So I got to start either like deleting it or putting it in folders. Cause I do not like to scroll. Like I, when I look at my email, if I have to scroll, like mm -mm, not scrolling, it's gotta be like very simple, easy. I can't, that stresses me out. So anyways, that's a little bit of the backstory of kind of what I had to do last week. So back to your question, I have to choose what three, 300 of the oh, 3,000 emails. What 300 out of 3,000 I would tackle first? I think it depends. Like if I was in a work situation, like if it was my work email, I'm gonna go with like the stuff I can quickly remove and the stuff that probably is the highest priority for me. If it's personal, um, I'm probably gonna start with the stuff that's kind of like I don't know, probably more fun. Like I'd probably go through and try to figure out, okay, what's the most like time sensitive, you know, I'm thinking like, okay, shopping type of stuff that I get, you know, like, are there coupons or things that I have to like use that I want to use kind of stuff? Are there um, like articles or things that I'm really interested in that I want to read, you know? So I think it might be a little bit different if it was my personal email, but work-wise, that's how I kind of tackle it. I'm like, what can I get rid of? Get out of here quick first. 
what do I need to answer that's immediate and what can I start moving? Because I just can't stand to have a bunch of emails and I just can't, I can't handle it. It stresses me out. And I was so like, that was the big piece out of being out of the office last week. That was probably what I was most nervous about. I was like, crap, I'm gonna have all these emails when I go back. I just can't handle it. So that's a great question for me because everybody in this office knows that I cannot have 3,000 emails. Lord help me if I ever have 3,000 emails. I don't know what I'm gonna do. That's actually one of the reasons why we asked the question because you know, we know that you don't like having a ton of emails in your inbox. So uh, kind of yeah. threw us off a little bit because you did have a little bit of preparation due to last week. We're hoping to throw you off a little bit more, but that was a great right. answer. Great yep. answer. <laughs> Absolutely. Alrighty. Well, those are actually all the questions we have for you today. Thank you so much again for a second time, letting us pick your brain and giving us some information on maybe a not so fun topic, but very important for both us and the institution. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me on. I've really enjoyed the work and things that you have put into on this podcast. It's been really fun to see you guys pull it all together. I love watching the episodes week to week. So, you know, again, thank you guys so much for helping our office get this up and running. You guys are doing a great job. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Amber. Absolutely. Alrighty. Well, that's all we have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, you can email us at mulesWAMission at ucmo.edu. And don't forget to follow us on our socials. We're on Instagram and Twitter. Just search Meals with a Mission and make sure to give us a follow. Along with those, remember we are on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and we will see you in the next one. <laughs>